Thank you for joining us to hear today's message. At Faith Assembly, our passion and purpose is loving people to life in Christ. To find out more information, visit our website, faithnewcumberland.com. Good morning. So today is Missions Sunday, and on Mission Sunday, we normally have the kids downstairs, and they normally do BGMC with us downstairs. But this year, we're going to do something a little different, and we're going to have the kids upstairs with us, and we're going to do Family Sundays on Mission Sundays. And we're going to focus on different areas and um, different things, but this morning, we are going to focus on an area that is pretty special to me. Um, We are going to focus on... This area, Newberry Township, Fairview Township, and New Cumberland. So I wanted to tell you guys some statistics and some information about this area. So honestly, I was looking this up this week, and it was hard. It was difficult to find information about this area. And I think it was hard because when you search something like Slovakia, I'll use that because, you know, we went there. And, um, but when you search Slovakia or when you search another country, you're finding things and you find information and you say, oh, okay, yeah, and you take it at face value. When you're searching information about somewhere you live, you find the information and you're like, mm, no, that's not right. Like, no, that, you, that's just not, that's not right. So the things you find online aren't always right. But I did some digging, and I looked at different websites, reputable websites, and the statistics that I came up with were that the average family household of this area is 2.98. So there's about 2.98 people in every family. Um, The total population of the area, give or take a couple, because it might have changed since they found this, but it's 35,000. 952 people in those three areas combined. The medium medium household income is $56,148. Most people are either from German or Irish descent. There are 49.1% of the population is male and 50% is female. I'm not sure where the other 0.09% got in there, but... Um, And some fun facts about this area, and honestly, I learned some stuff too. Did you know that York County was the first county established west of the Susquehanna River? Do you know that? Isn't that cool? Um, It was originally inhabited by the Susquehannock Indians, but was settled by Quakers from Lancaster County in the 1730s. They decided that Lancaster County... um, wasn't big enough for all of them, so they decided to come over here because they wanted to see if the farmland was better over here than it was in Lancaster County. So that is where the German descent comes from because of the Quakers. Um, Things people do in this area, in their free time, for fun, Ski Roundtop is actually in York County. Um, So most kids in this area either ski or snowboard or tube. I am one of the tubers. I tried snowboarding one time, and I was on my butt more than I was on the board. So I don't do that anymore. Um, Hershey, PA is about 30 to 40 minutes from here, depending on traffic. So a lot of people will go into Hershey. Um, Hershey Park is there. We have the state capitol, which is about 20 minutes from us. And even though the state capitol is 20 minutes from us, the first time I was there was when I took my class, not 
when I was in school, but when I actually took, when I was teaching and I took my class to the Capitol two years ago. <laughs> um, we also have Gettysburg, which depending on traffic is about 45 minutes away from here. Um, and I'm not gonna get into that. There's a lot of history there. Um, now to get into something a little more serious. In 2010, it was reported that there were three violent crimes in this area and 64 property crimes, which honestly is well, well below both the national and the state levels. So it is a relatively safe area to live. In this area, 15% of people say that they're mainline Protestants, 15% say that they're Catholic, 10% say they're evangelical Protestants, 10% are other, um, and it didn't say what other was, 3% um, are orthodox, 45%, let that sink in for a second, 45% of the people in this area do not affiliate with any religion. Nothing. 45%. So that is the last statistic I have for you. I want you to think about that. Thank you, Jana. Our theme, our, our, our focus uh, on these Mission Sundays is pray, give, go. This is the prayer, the prayer segment. So we've heard some of those statistics. And um, 45, okay, who's got their calculator? What's 45%? I don't have my lost my phone somewhere 45% of 35,952 people see it's interactive see you didn't know there's a math class today come on come on you get some of you love math over 15,000 okay so that is a lot of people that uh you know those are just the ones that don't claim any religious affiliation so I'm sure some of those other percentages we know people yeah I go to this church and they're there you know once every four years so um, so there's a lot of people that need the Lord. And so there's a, there's a lot to, to be done here, you know, and that gives us a, a focus as a church. You know, it's, it's not enough just to come and gather, you know, we need to go and be about reaching into the community. So, uh, let's pray about that today. I want to know, all right, kids are here. How many schools are represented? All right. Now this is going to blow your mind. All right. Okay. Who wants to, what kid wants to raise your hand and tell me what school you go to? Elmwood Elementary, Northside, oh, Hillside, sorry, Sky, Ross Moyne, Kindergarten Academy, that's four buildings right there, four separate, Hannah and Rachel, Eisenhower Elementary, that's five, Cedar Cliff, six, New Cumberland Middle School, or right, Middle School, Andy, Hillside, that's eight. Kendra is, uh, what's that called? West Shore Christian, that's nine. Is that it? Nine, and then uh, I'm sure there's probably others that we're missing. So nine, at least nine schools represented in, in, in just our, you know, small church. So a lot of uh, outreach that we can do in the schools, you know, students, you know. And now adults, I won't have you say, but all the different businesses you work at, you know, the places you shop, you know, the places that you go. 
you know, you think, oh, this is such a big area, a lot of people, but we're, we're all filtered in different areas. You know, we have school, we have jobs, we have shopping, we have entertainment, you know, Hershey went to Hershey last week. And so we get, we mingle with people. So always be available to, you never know what the Holy Spirit wants to use you to do, to reach someone, to speak to someone, to pray for someone. Sometimes just simply as easy, hey, you know, I sense, you know, you need prayer today. How can I pray for you today? And, you know, um, they're also, uh, speaking of, uh, there's a, the drug epidemic in this area. There's a meeting this, this week at Medard's house, uh, Tuesday night. Uh, if you're interested in learning more about um, kind of the drug, ep- drug epidemic and maybe what can be done and uh, community resources, the mayor will be there and Cheryl DeLozier will be there and other representatives will be there from our community. So that's Tuesday at Medard's house. You can talk to Lisa. She has she knows right where that's at and can give you information about that. Okay? Sound good? All right, I'm going to ask for volunteers now. This is, these are prayer volunteers, okay? I need, I need a student to come up and pray for schools today. Who wants to come up and pray for schools? Okay, Anna, I saw your hand first. So, Anna. Okay, now... Uh, how about you You pray for the elementary schools? Nate, you want, can you pray for the middle and high schools? Does that sound good? And then I need an adult. What, who's going to be a bold adult? Can pray? pray okay, pray for, um, yeah, you can pray for the faculty. That's a good idea. Pray for the teachers and faculty. And then one more adult. Who can pray for the businesses, the, the jobs that we work at? Need a, I need a bold prayer warrior to say, you know, I'm going to pray for the jobs that we work at. Jack, come on up. All right. Okay, so we'll start with Anna. I'll give her the mic. And uh, you're going to pray for the elementary schools, okay, in this area. Okay, just pray what's on your heart for the, the students in the elementary schools, okay? All right. Dear Lord, please help so elementary schools okay for the students to <laughs> that we can help them find Jesus the students help find Jesus good very good dear lord thank you for the ability for us to all be able to go to school and learn and be educated um, as people are finding themselves in middle school and high school and finding out what they're going to do in their life, help them also be able to find you, Lord, and to know who you are and to follow you throughout their whole life. It's a great place for everyone to come together and to learn, but we should also be able to come together and learn about you and learn about your glory and your grace and your forgiveness. Thank you, God. Amen. Father, I just thank you for the teachers in the schools, Lord Jesus. So many of them have a heart for you, Lord. And I just thank you for the Christian teachers, first of all, Lord, those those uh, teachers that you've already reached down and grabbed their hearts, Lord Jesus. And I pray that those teachers would be a light in the schools, that they would be able to speak up boldly and in love. Lord, I think of so many of my friends, Lord, that are teachers that are in public schools, Lord, and I just pray that you would surround them with your love. And for those teachers and those, those principals and the faculty, and the Board of Education, Lord, and all of these uh, surrounding schools, Camp Hill and Mechanicsburg and 
uh, York County and West Shore School. Lord, I just pray, Lord Jesus, that you would have your hands upon them. Lord, the protection, Lord, in the schools, that you would just keep them safe, our students safe, our teachers safe. Father, I pray that you would just allow them, Lord Jesus, to be able to be open to hearing your word and your gospel, Lord, and those teachers and the students that are uh, who do know you, Lord, that they would just... Uh, be that extra light, Lord, so that so many people would just turn their lives around, Lord. I pray that they would be bold, Lord, as Nate just said, that they would be bold and have an opportunity to just to minister, Lord, and we just thank you for what you're doing in the schools already, Lord, and I pray that you would just continue to direct and guide and according to your will and according to your purpose. In Jesus' name. And Father, I just thank you so much for this day, Lord. And I know that you've placed us in all these different places, Lord, and you've spread us out and you've sent us into different businesses and, and workplaces, Lord. And Lord, you said in your word that we should be ready to give the reason for our hope, Lord. And I pray that we would be ready for that, Lord, because you've placed us out as missionaries throughout this entire community, Lord. And I pray that all of us, Lord, would be excited about the opportunity that we might go in, that we might minister to our coworkers, Lord, that we might set an example, Lord, that people might see something in us and wonder what that thing is. And then we would be ready, Lord, with a reason for that hope. Lord, at the same time, Lord, I pray that we would never, Lord, never hide our light under a bushel. But everywhere we go, Lord Jesus, that we would, that we would expose that light, Lord. Lord, you are truth. And I just pray, Lord, that we live in a world that, that tells us that we are supposed to be quiet about that, Lord, but that we would that we would be outspoken and we would be outspoken in love just as you, Lord, that we wouldn't beat people, but we would, just as you did, attract them to the truth through love, Lord. I just praise you and worship you that we have the opportunity to come here today and worship you. And there's so many in this community that are not here today, but are somewhere else hurting, Lord. And they so need your word. Lord, and I pray that we would be found faithful. That we would allow ourselves to be used to fill your house, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Would everyone stand now? I want us all to just spend a, just a, one minute. Can we spend one minute praying for the loss in this community, in this area. Lift your voice. Maybe it's new to you to pray out loud, and but just say, Jesus, we we just need your help today, Lord. There's a there's a great population in this area that needs you, Jesus, Lord. Kids, adults, youth, uh, Lord, just different backgrounds, different cultures, different languages, Lord Jesus. And I pray that you get, give each of us wisdom sensitivity, discernment, Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit, would you do that? Gift us with your discernment, Lord, to know, Lord, how to speak, what to speak, how to listen, Lord Jesus, and how to pray for someone. Lord, I pray for supernatural things that take place, Lord, at school, in our workplaces, wherever it is. Lord, people that maybe are in addictions right now, it's, maybe it's uh, uh, addictions to a, a substance, maybe it's an addictions to uh, alcohol, it's an addiction to uh, something else, just a, a bad uh, 
habit that's going on in their life. Lord, I pray for the chains to be broken, Lord God. Use us to proclaim freedom to the captives today, Lord Jesus. The, the Satan wants to keep people bound, but Jesus, you want to bring life and more abundantly to people, Lord. So, Lord, as we are the church, Lord, Faith Assembly, you've given us the vision to love people, the life in Christ. Help us to do that, Lord. Open our ears and our eyes as a church to be your hands and feet in this community. In Jesus' name. And someone said, Amen. Amen. Hey, my buddy Brandon, can you come on up with me? Hey, so this morning, one of the other things that we like to do is to give to mission. So we're, we talked about praying. You guys did a great job and your hearts were really open to the Lord using you to pray for missions. And we prayed for local missions today, but you know what? All over the world, there are missionaries that need our help and kids often give in to um, Buddy Barrel. And if you have a Buddy Barrel this morning, um, maybe you don't, but if you do, I, I know this one right here is a little full. And so what I always like to do, I like to shake it so that I know that it's there, you know. So what we like to do, we like to measure our giving by weights. But, you know, before I go into that, but, but, uh, Boys and Girls Missionary Challenge, what it specifically does, it gives um, missionaries the funds that they need to purchase paper materials for out on the mission field, as well as um, things like copiers and, and things so that they could get materials into the hands of their, of their kids or of their um, churches that they are ministering to overseas. So um, like our friends last week, the Beans, when they were here, they used mission uh, BGMC um, funds to to um, help translate. In fact, one of the things that they are doing over there is um, translating the Bible into Roma. And so they did that with the New Testament. Now they're working on the Old Testament. BGMC helps print that Bible and helps to do those kinds of things. So your missions giving as students is valuable. You get to help translate the Bible for people who have never read it before. That is amazing. So what we like to do, Brandon, are you going to hold, are you going to get the boys' offerings today? Okay. I'm not, you know what? I don't know where my other baskets went. So I found these ones. So we're just going to use these ones today. So what, if you have, I know my kids is, you guys are up here. Um, and actually, Leland, I have a, another boy's BG, uh, buddy barrel up here. Would you like to get that one for me? That would be super awesome if you could. And so we have, I have Caleb Fowler. Here you go, honey. And Anna and Emily, go get your other ones. So kids, if you have change, even if you, have, if you don't have a buddy barrel, it's quite okay. Just come on up if you have some change that you'd like to give. All the girls, of course, go in the girls' bucket. And girls, hello, we need some help over here, right? Okay. So and then Brandon and I, oh, oh, yes, that is a good one. Haley, you are filling that baby up. Oh, thank you, Rachel. Good, good. All right. Good, good. Uh oh, you got a. Oh, you got. Don't yeah. Don't forget that one. You might want to reach in. There you go, sweetie. Pull it out. Oh, good work. All right. Oh, good work. Okay. What do you think, Brandon? I think we got it. Okay. Do you? No, no, no. Oh wait. Oh, Sky, come on up here, sweetie. I will wait for you. We need all the. Oh, we need all the help we can get, my friend. Okay, you ready? Go ahead and put that. In. <laughs> Time is not up. Hey, Johnson, I love this whole Eagles thing today. You guys are rocking it. You, oh, yeah, they're awesome. Whoop, whoop, let's 
see the hand today. There. We are representing the Eagles today. All right. All right. Are you ready? Drum roll, please. Everybody go like this. Okay. Okay. Ready? Let's hold it. Ready? Three, two, one. Oh, the boys won. Hey, and that's green, so maybe that means the Eagles will win today, too. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. Hey, you know what? No matter what, girls, we will do this again next next month. But it might be a different challenge. It might not be boys and girls. It might be adults versus kids. It might be. But so we'll be telling you what the challenge is the week before. So go ahead and save up all of your change because you never know what the challenge could be. Okay? Awesome. We have a video right now we're going to show. And then we'll take our, our regular offering. Seven continents, five oceans, 7.2 billion people. Time is the world's currency, and each drop of sand pushes us closer to the end. Our relentlessly decreasing time forces us to the global front lines of evangelism to help people exchange momentary treasures for eternal glory. For such a time as this, this time has become your time in history to run your portion of this relay race against time. The time to give is now. The time to sow is now. The time to sacrifice is now. The time to make Jesus known is now. It's time. This is a video highlighting what our teenagers give to you. It's called Speed the Light. And Speed the Light also get, um, when students raise money for that, they raise money so that missionaries overseas can have vehicles to get one place to another and to have um, whatever they need. You know, it's not just vehicles. If they live in the middle of the desert, we have bought camels before. Whatever, whatever kind of vehicle they need, we uh, Speed the Light will purchase that vehicle for them. But we also need Speed the Light giving as well. So uh, whenever you give this morning on your envelope, you can mark Speed the Light if that's where you feel like your heart is wanting to give today. For regular missions, just go ahead and, and click that as well on, on your giving envelope. But in just a moment, we're going to be taking that morning offering today. Um, so, But a lot of times when you hear about giving, and I don't normally talk about giving, it's usually Jess or, or Josh that comes up and talks about givings, but sometimes when we talk about this, we like to close our hearts and our ears, don't we? Sometimes we're like, oh, tune her out now. Don't do that today, all right? You may think, oh, they're asking for money again, or, well, I give what I can, or, well, maybe someone else will just pick up my slack, you know? Wherever your heart and your attitude is today, I'm pleading with you to please listen, hear, and act based on God's word and the Holy Spirit, compelling in this great spiritual discipline. You know, I love Luke. Luke 6.38 says it this way in the New International Version. It says, give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. I love this one because you can, like, act it out, okay? You ready? Okay. So, give, and it will be given to you. A good measure... Press down, 
shake it together and running over. Can you tell I'm a little bit of a teacher? Because <laughs> I have to act everything out anyways. Um, and it will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. I like the good news translation of this verse too. It says, give to others and God will give to you. Indeed, you will receive a full measure, a generous helping poured into your hands, all that you can hold. So have you ever seen like, um, oh, have you ever watched DuckTales? Oh, have you ever watched DuckTales? And they like swim, like, you know, the Scrooge, the duck guy, he like swim and his gold and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I always think of that kind of analogy when I, when I hear of this, you know. The measure you use for others is the one that God will use for you. And the message version says it this way. Give away your life. You will find life given back, not merely given back, given back with a bonus and a blessing. Giving, not getting is the way generosity begets generosity. I want to share with you a little bit something that happened even just this past week. Um, Josh and I, we were planning to go to Argentina and that check was due on Sunday night and we, Josh wrote it out and he said, this is a, this is a faith check. This is, is all we got, you know, and we knew our van was going into the shop the next day because it was making this awful grinding noise, like, you know, like it was, it was a terrible noise. So we took it to the shop and, and uh, Josh had, had lunch with a, based on a friend's recommendation and had a lunch with that friend that day. And we went back and, you know, knowing that he called and said, yeah, it's, it was the, whatever it was. What was that called? Wheel bearings. Okay. So it'll be about $400. And we're like, oh, Jesus, take the wheel. We'll see how this goes, you know? But um, so we went, we picked it up. We're like, all right, credit card is out. Here we go. And we get there and she, she hands us the bill and it was zero because someone came in and took care of it for us. And God does things like that, not because of who we are. We are, we are not worthy of that, but we are worthy of God's grace. We aren't worthy of, of other people's, you know, generosity, but we're worthy of his grace. And we don't do everything right. We don't give the way we should. But man, that really encouraged me to give even more because whenever we do that, God will make sure that our needs are taken care of. And you know what? There are missionaries all over this world that need us. They need us to step up and forget our Starbucks later on today. They need us to step up and forget about that shirt that I saw at the mall yesterday. They need us to step up and sacrifice, not because, not because we're any better than anyone else, but because he wants us to do that. He wants us to give and to sacrifice, and it's time now to do that. This morning, we're going to give you an opportunity to give, it's, but we, let's, let's change that attitude. We have this opportunity to give as a cheerful giver, not as one being forced to do so, but I know that this is a congregation of generosity, knowing that it's time to step up to be counted among those who faithfully give to missions, knowing that the time of the Lord's return is near. It could come at any moment. And so missionaries and missions work around the world are in desperate need of our support with that. Would the ushers come forward as we take this morning's tithes, offerings, and missions offering? Would you mark clearly on your envelope, general missions, speed the light, BGMC, um, whatever you would like to give to this morning? We just humbly ask for that, not because of who we are, 
Lord, because of who Jesus is and because he wants to do something incredible in our hearts and in our lives and then in lives of people who have yet to come to know Jesus. Lord, we love you. We thank you today, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to give, not as one grudgingly, but as one cheerfully giving unto you. Lord God, would you soften our hearts to receive that which you would have for us, but Lord, would you help us to also give that back? Lord, we love you and we thank you for all that you have done and for all that you will continue to do in your name. Amen. Nate, by the way, is going to be singing in fine arts again this year. Would you? He is going to be singing this awesome song. Unfortunately, his beautiful brother is not here today because he's sick. So, but they're singing a, a duet together and they're both singing a solo. So this is Nate's solo. It's really cute or awesome. So just listen. and chains But I've been freed and forgiven I'm not going back I'll never be the same That's why I sing All my hope is in Jesus Thank God that he asked her days gone All my sins are forgiven Oh I've been washed by the blood There's a kind of thing that breaks a man Breaks him down to his knees God, I've been broken more than a time or two Yes, Lord And he picked me up And he showed me what it means to be a man Come on and say All my hope is in Jesus Thank God that he asked her days gone 
Thank you, Nate. Great job. Alrighty, so we've talked about praying and giving, and I think that it's sometimes easy, not necessarily easy, but I think we do those things more than we do this third thing that we're going to talk about. Lots of us pray, most of us give to um, tithes, our offerings, our emissions, but I think that it's sometimes harder when we talk about going. And most of the time, when I'm up here talking about going, I'm trying to encourage you to go on a missions trip, right? If any of you have been here for long enough, you've heard me up here encouraging you to come along with us on a missions trip. And while those missions trips are life-changing experiences and something that if you've never been on a missions trip, you need to get out your bucket list right now and put it right there on the top, missions trip, because they're life-changing. But if we only go on missions trips one week, every other year, or two weeks every year. We're still not fulfilling what God has asked us to do. We're still not fulfilling what he's called us to do as Christians and as followers of God because he's asked us to go every day, to go into the neighborhoods that you live in, to go into the workplaces that you go to, to go to the schools uh, that you go to every day and to share Jesus. I think that there's a couple of reasons why it's harder to go than it is to pray and to give. The first reason, I think, is that I think a lot of times we get down on ourselves and we think that God is mad at us. We think that we have too much sin in our life. There's too much wrong. We can't share with somebody else because my life isn't right. Um, We think that God wouldn't use us because we have lots of things that aren't perfect in our life. But let me tell you, if God only used perfect people... He wouldn't use anybody. And not just here today. If God only used perfect people, we wouldn't have the Bible. Because if you've read the Bible, Jesus was the only perfect person in there. (laughs) Everybody else in the Bible, they had some serious things going on in their life that Jesus needed to take care of before he could use them. Um, So uh, I read a quote this week that said, God isn't mad at you. He's mad for you. And I, um, that just really touched my heart. He's mad for you. He's mad that the devil has a stronghold in your life. He's mad that there are things going on in your life that are causing you to be depressed and anxious and not all that he would have you to be. He's mad at the devil just as much as you can be. And I just encourage you, if that's you, just really tell Satan, you can tell Satan, you have the power, you have the authority in Christ to tell Satan to get out of your life. 
you have the power and the authority to break the change that he has uh, holding you in your life. Uh, so this week, just remember that God is not mad at you. He's mad about you. We talk about a Valentine's Day, like being mad about somebody, being mad in love with somebody, but God is mad for you. He is in love with you. So if that's you today, I just encourage you to ask forgiveness and boldly walk forward with Jesus. The second reason I think that sometimes we don't go is because we think we aren't good enough. We may not necessarily have chains holding us back. We might not think that we have serious sin that's holding us back from sharing Jesus, but we think we're not good enough. We think, uh, you know what, I didn't go to Bible school or I don't, I read the Bible, but if somebody asks me a question, like I might not know how to answer them. And I think that's a legitimate concern. I went to Bible school and there are still sometimes that people ask me questions and I'm like, mm, I'm not quite sure how to answer that, but that's okay. It's okay to tell somebody, you know what? I'm not really sure about that. Let me get back to you. And that's completely fine because then we're learning and they're getting their answer. So it's a win-win. Um, so uh, I just want to challenge you with this as well. If, if you're in that situation, I think a lot of times that we get wrapped up in our occupation and we think, you know what? God has called me to be a fill in the blank, a mom, a grandparent, an aunt, an uncle, a boss, an employee, a teacher, a firefighter, any of those, um, God has called me to be a fill in the blank. If that fill in the blank is an occupation, I want to challenge you this week that um, your occupation is not God's will for your life. Now, let me clarify that. I think that God uses our occupations and he gives us those things as a vehicle to be able to carry his word into places that pastors can't go. But what you do for a living, the, um, the title that you hold in your home, that is not what God has called you to do. That is not God's will for, it may be what God has called you to do. It is not God's will for your life. It says in um, Romans 3.23, for all have sinned, oh, I'm sorry, wait, John 1.12, it says, yet to all who did receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. So our first identity has to be a child of God. And if we let ourselves get wrapped up and all of the other things that we do in life, and we forget that first we are a child of God, then we're committing idolatry because Jesus isn't first in our life. So I just really encourage you today that if, if you are struggling with just stepping out, if you're struggling with insecurities, make sure that Jesus is first in your life. Make sure that your identity is in Christ and not in all of those other things in the world. And when your identity is in Christ, he gives you the power through the Holy Spirit to share Jesus with others. And then this third reason, this is something that God has just really been speaking to my heart lately. I think that sometimes we have a hard time sharing Jesus because we don't want to get messy. Let me tell you what I mean there. Who has, raise your hand if you have a junk room in your house. I do. A junk room. <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's your attic. Maybe it's your basement. Maybe it's your garage. Maybe it's just a spare room. Maybe it's an office. But I think lots of us have junk rooms in our house, right? So that's the place that everything goes if it doesn't have a place. Oh, Nate's room. All right. So we have this junk room, 
And drunk rooms are awesome because when visitors come over, we can close the door and they don't know about all of our junk (laughs) because we just don't let them go in there. (laughs) Okay. So lots of times I think that, um, or we have a junk room. If we go into our junk room and we say, okay, I'm going to clean up this junk room. It's just, it's too much. We can't even open the door anymore, let alone walk through the door. We need to clean this out. Can you just walk into your drunk room and go, and it's clean? No, I wish. (laughs) That would be awesome. (laughs) But you can't, right? You have to get dirty. You have to dig through all of the mess. You have to throw some stuff out. You have to organize some other stuff. And that can take, like, hours or weeks or months, depending on how junky and big your junk room is, (laughs) right? And I think that that's so much like our lives and the lives of those that we're called to reach and walk alongside in our life to bring to Jesus. We sometimes expect people to come to church and just poof, their sin's gone. But friends, that's not how it works. If you read the Bible, that's not how it works. It's a process. We have to get, we have to get dirty. We have to dig through the mess of the junk in people's lives. And we have to be willing to help them throw some stuff out and get rid of it. And then we have to be willing to help them organize stuff in their lives and align their lives with what Jesus is calling them to be. Um, A a super technical term for that is sanctification. Our job as Christians um, is, or Jesus is sanctifying us and those that we reach. He's helping us to to live more like him and to align uh, the way that we walk and the way that we believe with how he would want us to walk and believe. Now, the other thing about a junk room is, okay, there's been lots and lots of times where, like, the junk room at my house has been clean, but then what happens? Usually it just starts filling up with junk again, right? (laughs) So it's not enough to clean the junk out of the room. We have to change our habits so that we find a place to put that junk so it doesn't end up just back in the junk room. And again, that's a great parallel for our lives. If we bring somebody to church and we disciple them and encourage them and challenge them to become more like Jesus, if we aren't also helping them change the habits in their life, as soon as we're gone, or maybe even not when we're gone, they're going to go back to those old habits and they're going to go back to doing the things that they did before and their life is going to become junky again. And then another thing about a junk room is, okay, so say I clean out all of the junk in my junk room and I change my habits, so now everything has a place and it's all organized. Can I just let that room go and it never needs cleaned again? No, right? It still gets dusty. The floor still needs mopped. We still need to do some maintenance, some cleanup maintenance there. And that's the same with our lives too. Even if you have gotten all of the big junk out of your life and everything is pretty well organized, it's still important to come to church and it's still important to have a family of God because we still have the dust and we still have to mop the floors. We live in a world full of sin. So we're going to get dirty unless we live in here and don't leave ever. And we're still people. So even if we did that, It wouldn't be perfect, right? We still have to just make sure that we're meeting with Jesus all of the time. That's why it's so important that we have a good relationship with him. Because if we don't, then when our life starts to get dirty, we're going to ignore that. And eventually our habits are going to change. And we're going to let all of this junk in. 
and we're going to be in a bad place. But we are called to not only have our lives clean and right with God, we're called to reach out and to help others have their life right and clean with Jesus as well. Um, give me one second here. So walking with Jesus and bringing others to Jesus is not clean. It's a messy process. And I just, I think that it would be so awesome if every church, and I, I definitely know that, that you guys are very kind and welcoming when we have visitors, but wouldn't it be so awesome if the church could be a place where if, first of all, if we make a mistake, if something goes wrong in our life and we mess up, if the church could be a place that we could come and just confess our sins to each other and know that we're not going to be judged we're not going to be looked down upon, but we can go and have strength in the body of Christ and strength to know that somebody will walk alongside us and somebody will restore us and bring us back to Jesus. But I think that it would be awesome if we could have that same place for people that we bring to church. So those messy people, they might be your neighbors. They might go to school with your kids. They might work with you. Think about it right now. Think about how many people are sitting at home, not at church. We heard the statistics this morning. There's a lot of them. A lot of people sitting at home lost in a mess, a mess of a life. That mess looks different in every person's life, but um, there's lots of messy people. Wouldn't it be awesome if we could bring those people to church, and it didn't matter what their mess looked like. Maybe they're, maybe they're homosexual. Maybe they're alcoholic. Maybe they... Um, Maybe they're struggling with depression and anxiety. Maybe, um, maybe they just got out of prison. Maybe they, there could be, you could fill in that blank with a bunch of th different things. Maybe they sin different than you do. But wouldn't it be awesome if we could, could just create a culture in our church where if somebody walked in, it didn't matter what mess was in their life, we would greet them. We would ask them to sit beside us. We would connect with them throughout the week and just jump right in there in the middle of their mess and walk with them so that Jesus could get a hold of their life and they could clean out all of the junk, change their habits, and be sanctified and closer to Jesus because we stepped out and we're willing to jump in and be part of their mess. So friends, I think that that's what go means. Go doesn't mean go on a mission trip. It means to, uh, to be willing to get your life right with Christ and then to be willing to be messy, be willing to get messy and uh, to bring others alongside of you. So let's just pray this morning that God will give us the strength. It's not easy uh, to step out sometimes. It's a step of faith to step out and um, to get involved in other people's lives and to share Jesus with them. But let's just pray this morning that God will give us the strength to do that this week. Dear Jesus, we just thank you so much for the opportunities that each of us have to go. Dear Jesus, we've heard of um, the statistics this morning. We've heard um, of all of the different places of influence that we each have. You've given us such a great opportunity, such a great field to just uh, harvest. And we just ask that you be with us. If anybody is just uh, struggling this morning with 
fear and anxiety in their life over taking that step of faith through Jesus, I just ask that you um, just encourage them right now, that you just take that fear and anxiety away. If anybody needs forgiveness of sin in their life, if they need help just removing some junk that's been sitting there way too long, and it's just time, it's time to clean that out, dear Jesus. I just ask that you um, help them and encourage them to be able to ask for forgiveness even right now, dear Jesus, so that they may walk with you and bring others to you because we know, dear Jesus, that that is what you have for, have called us to do. That's the will that you have for our life. We just thank you and praise you. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you. I'm going to have, Jess, would you mind pass starting this around? This is a sign-up sheet. We're going to have a chili cook-off for our missions trip. It's a fundraiser. If you would like to make chili, sign up to make chili. It's not a sign up to come, but if you'd like to bring chili, and then there's a, a prize we're going to give to the winner. So uh, those of us that want to participate, uh, people will make chili, and then we'll buy a ticket. We'll go eat chili and vote, and then the winner will get a gift card. So Jess will pass that around. Wasn't this morning fun? Oh, man, what a great... Kids, you guys did a great job this morning. Give it up for our kids today, huh? A few announcements before we leave today. Um, our Wednesday Bible study, just to encourage you to come out to that, 7 o'clock. We have our kids clubs and our youth ministry as well every Wednesday night. Our Women of Faith Life Group is every Tuesday for the next few weeks. Uh, Tuesdays at Panera. Uh, you can see the details in your bulletin there. Uh, Valentine's is a Wednesday. We're not going to have services that Wednesday. So take your Valentine out. Uh, then that Friday night is our um, kids party date night outreach. So encourage you to participate. If you want to volunteer, you can sign up in the hallway. If you want to drop your kids off, sign up in the hallway, okay? So that's for our Valentine date night party for um uh, February, Friday, February 16th. Uh, if you're interested in becoming a member of Faith Assembly, we have a luncheon coming up February 18th. It's a Sunday. It's uh, right after service. We'll go downstairs, we'll eat, and we'll talk for, you know, maybe 45 minutes. Won't be very long. And uh, you can learn more about our church, learn more about what it means to become a member of Faith Assembly. And last, uh, if your kids are interested in going to Breakaway, it's for kids grades one through six. Uh, Breakaway is coming up in a few weeks and uh, your deposit is due today. So see Jonna is back there. If you're interested, uh, see Jonna today about that. Okay. I think I covered everything. All right. Now we're going to have a closing prayer. We're going to pray for the Eagles today. All right. Would you stand with me this morning? And uh, we don't say the P word in this church. So we're going to pray for the Eagles. Today. I'm just kidding. So I just so appreciate you coming today. And let's just bow a word of prayer. Jesus, we thank you for today. Thank you for the heartbeat of missions. That's your heart, Lord Jesus. And I just pray that you, you would give us a heart for missions to, to reach lost people with the gospel, the good news that Jesus Christ is Lord, that God's not mad at us, God's mad for us, that he loves each person so much that he sent his son Jesus to come and to die and to be raised to life again, that we could have life to the fullest today, Jesus. And Lord, we help. We just pray that the Eagles will win today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Have a great Amen. day. Go Eagles. Amen.